It's kind of like spraying your ass with a fire hose. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> sort of like an enema is happening. <laughs> What's up, y'all, and welcome to NAR Talk. I am your host, Corey, and with me, as always, is Lori. Yeah. And Tripper Tripper, the dick gripper. Oh, we got back to the <laughs> PG-13. That's only PG-13. I, I didn't say whose dick. Was, our, like you know? our uh, your own. president, Dick Nixon. Sure. Gripping him. He was gripping that fool. I'm so pro Dick Nixon. <laughs> He's like, I grabbed him. I shook the shit out of him. I said, you are a crook, you son of a bitch. <laughs> How's everybody doing this episode something or other? Season two. 11. Little, little something, something. 11, the big one one. Yeah. A hey, one one. Killing it right now. Yeah, Fucking for real. Killing it. You guys still uh, kiss the 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 uh, clock in your car whenever it's 11, 11? <laughs> no. Are you supposed to do that? Like, kiss my fingers and touch the clock. So right now, when? all y'all got to kiss your iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> when it's 11-11, because it's one 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 I know what you're talking about. It just oh, sounds wait. ridiculous We're for you 11, to 11. <laughs> ask that. I mean, sometimes. I guess but, I was picturing you doing that. Here's the sad thing is that I, I like, What if you rushed when myself, you was doing that shit? No, I'll force myself not to. I'll be like, no, you're too what? old for this. Why would you do that what in if the first place? You, you lean the over to the we right. we always did as kids. Lean over to the right to kiss the clock. The, the car swerves. You jump up a fucking curb, slam into a tree, and then you got to explain that dumb shit to somebody. No, what a way we, to go. Are you supposed to do that when you go under a bridge, too? Like, kiss the roof? Oh, that's just... Oh. Boom. Well, that's what I... I just kissed my finger and touched the, the clock. Oh. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> I was going to say... Tongue first. Yeah, trying to lick the clock. Slam into a tree. <laughs> you got to explain to Big C. She's like, what the fuck you doing? I was trying to kiss a clock. Yeah. It was 11-11. You see, you I wrecked at 11-12 exactly. Yeah, you already know. You already know what's Why going on. Why would you on. even ask that question? Fuck. She'd be like, that's a third car this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to learn? Kids these days. Do you, you guys uh, hold your breath when you go in a tunnel? Yes. Man, I don't do that shit. I Oof. do. Every time I we did. go through the tunnel. I used to be really good. You do I'm punch buggies? Good. Yeah. I haven't done that in a minute. Man, you want to talk about being in a punk band on tour? Oh, yeah. Playing uh-huh. Slug Bug. And then we played uh, PT Bruiser <laughs> and oh, Cadillac PT Attack. Bruiser, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cadillac Attack was awesome because there's a ton of them on the road. Yeah, I feel like that. And, uh, and you just keep punching someone until they say Cadillac <laughs> Attack. That's all it is? Yeah. I hope everybody's passing these on to their kids. Next generation needs to continue this. You need to harden the fuck up. Yeah. So just whoop your kids' asses every time you see cars. Yeah. <laughs> just come up with a whole bunch of different ones. Here's where, here's like where Heavy Slugbug Chevy, and... where we just elbow drop you till you say Heavy Chevy. <laughs> Slugbug got weird, though, whenever they made the new Beatles. Oh, I bet. And so we had to have, on tour, it was a only classic Beatles right. Slugbug. Yeah, you got to put rules in there. Why? Can't just go crazy. Uh, I don't like the new Beatles. Yeah, they so don't it's not worth a punch. That's all the more reason to whoop somebody's ass. No, it's not. It's not. I want to celebrate it with a punch to a friend. Oh, mm-hmm. You could be mad about it with a punch to a friend. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's different. It's all about perspective, man. Now, you guys ever play the thing where they keep hitting you until you say the color of the car or something no. like that? Or what? There was a color. I never. My family never did that. We just <laughs> one swift hit. Yeah, that's all you got to do. No, you just said punch buggy blue. Right, and then no punch so back. I don't. I don't know. The color rules. No, no. Oh, uh, okay. Do y'all dibs? Shotgun. You did shotgun. Yeah, shotgun. Shotgun, but I was older, so mm-hmm. I just always got it. But dibs on everything else? I never did dibs. Really? My dad would say kings. I mean, kings? the same thing. Where's that? I don't know. He would just say kings. Where's he from? Uh, the very deep south in Alabama. Mm-hmm. They mm. still had kings down there. <laughs> I, the I guess, 80s. Yeah, I bet they did. The deep <laughs> old south. It was on some old shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They never supported the North during the uh, Revolutionary War. <laughs> Fuck. So, so. What else we got going on? First oh. of all, 
I want to thank everybody for listening. And if you haven't subscribed and rated and reviewed, you should do so. On iTunes? On iTunes, on the... And actually, Ray did a... um. You could talk, uh, tell Alexa to play Nartok, and it'll fucking do it. So Alexa what? knows yeah, our name. He posted it. And he actually said, Alexa, play Engine and Frame. And it was like, I found a podcast called Nartok by Engine what? and Frame. And it started playing it. Yeah. So wow, that how's sick. that for branding? Yeah, Ray, tell your FBI agent. I said, what's up? Yeah, yeah. right? For real, I did You're, see that Tipsy Tomato is going to start their own podcast oh, as yeah? well. Yeah, about food and such. Pizza and stuff. Seriously, Bullshit. what? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm already pissed. I don't have a pizza right now. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> that pizza was so good. It was dank. Man, you remember when everyone was real pissed because they found out the NSA had everybody's uh, information? Mm-mm. Like when WikiLeaks came out. Oh yes. I wasn't that mad about and it. And it's only been like. Three years right. or so, and people are buying these things to put in their house. Uh-huh. They're like, "Yeah, of course." Please listen to me all the time. Yeah, please listen to what I'm saying and keep track. <laughs> yeah, people don't really give a fuck. I think like everybody likes to get all ups and arms, up in arms about privacy and shit. But when it comes down to it, motherfuckers don't really care that much. Yeah, they're putting their information out there anyway. Yeah, it's like they want to use it just so they get something mad about and like fucking holler about on Facebook. Like they're great. They're fucking taking my whatever the fuck it is that somebody's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, everybody wants to think that somebody's trying to take some shit from them, but the reality is, is you just put the shit out there. Give right. it away. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the Marriott just got hacked, and everything since 2016 was stolen. Yeah. But they were like, "It's your." I mean, I guess they did say credit card information, but it was decrypted or encrypted. And they may not be able to decrypt it, but they weren't yeah. sure. But for the most part, it was just names and addresses and phone numbers and shit that out. that's I already out there. Yeah, same. All the time. Yeah, we did too. Um, but I guess in my mind, it's like, oh, in my name, my address, my phone number, my email. Like, well, you want to mail me some shit? Everybody you know has what I mean? that already. <laughs> you want know, mail me some fucking coupons? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, come on, man. But, people are funny. Yeah, people are funny. It's like yeah, the, it's like the old reason. dudes. It's like the old dudes that are still like, I don't like, I don't trust a PayPal. Like fuck, get with it, man. You know what I mean? Like, but somebody's buying that information. That's it's viable to somebody. Or I else agree. They steal I mean, it. our shit's gotten stolen a couple of times through yeah. the the business. Um, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, well, the people do? that are buying that kind of information, right? They're just doing it. That's like old school advertising shit. Though. Like people that want like email addresses and names and, and your house address. Yeah. They're just going to mail you a bunch of bullshit. That's or gonna put go, you on a list to sell you to somebody that's going to sell yeah. you. Then nine times out of ten, you ain't going to see anyway because it's going to go to your spam folder. Mm. So it's like, it's a fucking outdated way to do, <laughs> to market anyways. Go ahead, waste your money. You know what I found out the other day? Because I was at someone's house who lives in a nice neighborhood. <laughs> they get way different junk mail than I get. Oh, really? I get like Popeye's coupons. Yeah. Mm. And they get like Macy's coupons. Mm. You sure that's like not Nordstrom's. Their, you sure it's not their buying habits? It might be. It might be that that's another reason that we live in different neighborhoods. Perhaps. But I thought that was funny. I that was is like, funny. Man, you get like fancy junk mail <laughs> here. <laughs> that's some high-end shit. Yeah. It's true. We get that Kroger book. Mm-hmm. But that's straight from our thing. Mm-hmm. And then so we get a lot of Popeye's coupons and Hardee's. <laughs> Do you frequent this, those establishments? I go to Popeye's. I don't go to Hardee's that much. Well, they, they keep track of that. I went to Hardee's one time and got that $5 box. Oof. It costs way more than $5. Because <laughs> it costs your soul about three hours later. I can't do it. For can't real? do that face it's like a, it does a hot, It's like a chili thing. dog. It does that to you? At Hardee's. Fast food. They don't Popeyes. even sell chili dogs there. But you said the $5 box. He said Hardee's. $5. Oh. A chili dog? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's like their... That, that was in the box. It was like a chili dog. It was so much stuff. It was like a chili dog, french fries, a cheeseburger. You get a little like shake. And he just lit up everybody. I, I want y'all to know how like happy Trevor got just talking about this box. I was so stoked. Man. I was like, oh, I'm eating all this and a little apple pie and everything. Yeah. And then. Trevor, oh it's not gosh. real food. And then it just fucked you well, up. Well, yeah. I, you're right. It's not real food. <laughs> he had spray butter after It that. got me. This shit just ran right through. Popeye's. I could eat Popeye's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, that that's shit don't fucking real me. either. Spicy. Yes, it is. No. I mean, chicken. it's chicken. It's no, fried. no, no, no. It's the bone in. Yeah. It's got bone in it. It ain't like, I hate when they, they call them boneless wings. Like, that's yeah. a nugget. <laughs> Fuck out of here with that's that nugget. <laughs> don't give me that shit. 
You know what I'm saying? I do. I do love a boneless just, wing here and there, though. No, a boneless wing. You ground up a bunch of trash chicken and then you crammed it into a, like you put it in a press or something. Yeah, the pink slime. Oh, yeah, the pink. Oh, that's just yeah. that's too, that's that's what nuggets are. That's what McDonald's real. nuggets are. Uh, and everyone else's as no. well. <laughs> well, I don't eat nuggets because this shit is weird to me. It's like not. Yeah, they shouldn't all be the same shape. They shouldn't all be the same pink slime. <laughs> That's the part that I'm like. I'm like, you guys need to get about 17 different shapes. These are too uniform. <laughs> so, because cause right, or I was about to say, last time I nugget, which was probably in 99 or so. Right. There was two shapes. There were, yeah. It was like the little like. And there was white meat and dark meat. And then the like 10, the Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Y'all are terrible. But the stocking dips better. That's right. Yeah, than, you get the little, Australia. <laughs> little foot. Yeah. Yeah. It's more surface area. That's right. <sighs> Y'all motherfuckers mm-hmm. here. Yeah. I feel like. So, Nartok, we had some questions tonight for once. And because we asked for questions earlier. Ask and ye shall. All right. Fucking also, our uh, two podcasts ago, when we read all the reviews, People really enjoyed that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. And I've been, I've was kind of searching around today for some. I haven't really found any that were that good, which is weird to me because I found those pretty quickly, like yeah. immediately. Quickly right. Last one, right. yeah. But I don't know. We might have to venture out. Yeah, I did find some. What was I looking at? I was looking at grocery store. Oh uh, right. Today, and some of those were pretty good. Somebody left a review for a grocery store. Dude, there's reviews for everything. <laughs> Why would you review a grocery store? I don't know, but it was funny. It was the Weg- it was for Wegmans. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "You aren't gonna trick me with your new fancy whatever." <laughs> like the, they were like, somebody just read out my thoughts. The best was like, <laughs> the best was like, was like, of course the store is clean. It's brand new. <laughs> like they were like mad about that. Like the, that, like they got tricked into going to the store because it was clean, and they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> place looks brand new. it's new that's why it's too clean. clean they're like you only brought in a bunch of employees for the first week to trick me into thinking <laughs> your store was quality and then you're gonna take them all away it's like everybody thinks they're out people are getting out to get them this shit is funny to me yeah. uh, retail in general just just yeah everyone is out to get them it's like all they care about is the money. That's like the favorite. Oh, thing. when they say that about businesses, that's yeah. the favorite. That's like yeah, the no best. Shit. Well, don't you think that 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 was a, a something that did happen for a long time? Like the used car salesman, like the mechanic, all of those. We've talked about this before, but all of those those kinds of things happened throughout the eighties and nineties. I want to say <laughs> that that's what's created what we we live in now. Everybody suspect sorry i got too heavy there keep going but it's true it is true also i hate wegmans and i don't have a single reason because i've never been inside of one before wegmans rules. no i went to one in northern virginia wegmans hmm. rules. but i don't something about them coming down here i'm like give me kroger's till i'm dead i hate kroger now kroger's pretty i wet. live next to kroger i'm fucking over it well i don't live next to kroger's. they're not consistent they move shit around all the time. I can't fucking find anything. And I go in there one day to the next and they move the same thing three times. Why? I've listened to uh, an episode of... they're trying to get you to buy the interior stuff. Yeah. I listened to an episode of... That's where um, they make money. Yeah. Where they were talking about this specifically, about the Kroger company and that they do this with all their stores all across the entire country. That that's their main thing is to move their shit around all the time so you constantly have to find it mm-hmm. and you find other other things but like i go to the store to buy a thing and yeah. then leave I'm not there to fucking walk around except yeah. legman's i love walking around legman's <laughs> i just i think it pisses me off that they have a bar in legman's uh, this one the one in short pump it's so far out of the way you don't even know it's there Ooh, yeah it's not like that's a, it's that's not a like a double negative for me short pump and legman's it's not like it's at whole foods where like like it's the in bar the middle of the rest- part of the restaurant or the part of the grocery store. Yeah. It's like a whole, it's almost like a separate wing that you don't even have to go near if you just want a grocery shop or you can go to like basically the food court. Did they, did they do that at one point at uh Elwood Thompson's? What's that? Have the bar in the middle? <laughs> have like a bar that you could buy beers at? Because they had the Elwood Thompson's cafe across the parking lot 
Yeah, that's and always what there. they had. I don't think that you could ever drink beer. Well, now they have the little cafe. Is that alcohol? I don't even know. Uh, I go in and buy, buy my coffee and I leave. The older I get, the more I'm like, I should be supporting this place. Mm-hmm. With the local? Yeah, the mm-hmm. Elwood Thompson's local place. Because yeah. I'm like, when I first moved to Richmond, I was like, yuppies. This place. <laughs> yeah. That's just kind of stuck with me for no good reason. <laughs> but I will go jam a breakfast buffet on Sunday morning. Yeah, it's so. delicious, right? So we have questions about Nerd Talk, right? Yeah, we totally do. What are we they? We totally do. All right, this one is from a smart-ass friend of mine. Why does my headlight only work when I jiggle the wire? <laughs> oh, I know. Because uh, something's messed up. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Next question. Why do you park on a wait, driveway wait, 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 and wait. drive on a parkway? Oh, my God. Is that Gallagher? Gallagher is writing your questions. <laughs> fucking Scotty. The Smash-O-Matic 3000. It's our buddy Scotty. Oh, he still has that headlight problem. I thought no, he said he fixed it. No, Scotty had the driveway parkway bro, question. Oh, well, problem. My, my headlight socket mm-hmm. exploded. Yeah. Ooh. And that's why it would do that. Yeah, it sounds like some kind of weird grounding thing. It sounds like it doesn't matter because he's just being a pain <laughs> in the ass. <clears throat> sounds um, like you made it up. Let's see. How do you mount your toilet paper roll? Paper on the top or the bottom? Mm-mm. You wait until whatever is there is done, and then you just set the next one on top of the old <laughs> roll. You don't bother actually changing yeah. it. Do you fold or ball <laughs> when you wipe? Is this Robbie? Yeah. <laughs> we had this conversation already. Did we? I know. We, personally, us three did. I know of one person that folds. One. I fold. You fold? Yeah. You don't. You just ball it up. You're a savage. So hold on. Not only you, you fucking late. You just set the roll I was just up kidding there. About that. <laughs> no, you ain't. I I install my paper. My no, you paper. don't. You probably just use the whole roll to wipe. Every you time? just take the roll and right just there? yeah, that's your ball right there. <laughs> Terrible person. I'm gonna tell you what I do use, and that is a bidet attachment that I added to my toilet. Whoa, it's nice. It gets you real clean. Is it cold? No, you know, I thought it would be really cold, and it's really not that cold. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad about your butthole. Here's the problem, though. It's aggressive. (laughs) It's supposed to be. (laughs) I mean, that's good because it gets you clean, but, like, if you get just the right angle. It's kind of like spraying your ass with a fire hose. Yeah, it's like a sort of like an enema (laughs) is happening. (laughs) But But I'm never going back there. I I use a little bit of toilet paper afterwards. Then you dry off. Dry to pat pat it dry. Pat Mm -hmm. it dry. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's um, some intimate details. Yeah, that's dope. So this, I like this. I like these next two questions because I was thinking about one of these, and then the other one will be pretty good. So, does the motorcycle industry really slow down in the winter, or did the jobs just change? Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking about that because there's kind of this thing where it's like winter is a slow time, but I was thinking about it like right now we we kind of have work. Yeah, of course. But it is different kind of work. Yes. It's usually bigger shit. Yeah. I think like when I was working at dealerships, definitely just slowed the fuck down. Because people put their bikes away. Because people put their bikes away. And and what we did was a lot of just services and tires and and the in and out (laughs) shit. Mm -hmm. Um, So you didn't get a lot of like, you definitely don't get builds or fabrication work or uh, stuff like that. But yeah, I think, I think it might. I think it just shifts. Mm-hmm. I think it does slow down for a period. There's like a short period maybe where it's slowed down for us, I th- right? Yeah. I mean, I think that the weather definitely shifted. We chatted about that And a everyone bit. else's brain, it takes a little right. bit mm-hmm. for their brains to shift. Mm-hmm. To the, for them to realize that they can still touch their motorcycle even though it's cold outside. They can go inside and touch their motorcycle. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little, yeah. it is strange. Because right now, and then the holidays definitely. Yeah, holidays. You know, if you're like, man, I got this, like, you know, one of my cylinders is smoking. It's like, now is the time. Yes. Take care of that. Yeah, definitely. Rebuild the top end of a motor. Yeah. It's way less work than you think it's going to be. That's true. It's still a lot of work, but I thought it, like, to me, that sounded like it was this huge, crazy deal. And it's really not. Mm. No, it's not a big deal. It doesn't have to be, no. Top ends are not a big deal. Right. But you can, you can fix all that stuff, right? You can get your, all your valves. 
going yeah, correctly. You, all. Yeah, you could do the full nine if you wanted to. You got yeah, and it's best to do it exactly. It's best to do it in the in the winter time when your buddies aren't out riding and you yeah. feel like a dumbass. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think it depends on what part of the industry you're it in. Depends on what part of the industry you're in and what uh, what you offer as services. Yeah, and I think because so- like if you didn't, if like we didn't do fabrication and we didn't do builds and we, yeah, we'd be dead as fuck. Yeah, because that's pretty much all I have right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I realized that there was like a period over the summer where it's like I barely touched the welder because yeah. I was doing other shit like tire changes and dumb shit, you know. And then, and then in the winter is a shift where it turns into more like. M- like the longer longer term shit Mm -hmm. so like i'll probably get an engine or two and i think sales will definitely go down in the colder months i think sales probably go down that's a good point like no one wants to buy a motorcycle in the fucking winter for it to sit they're buying that's a really good time to buy a motorcycle. it is unless they're buying it for somebody else like if i had some scrilla and i wanted to get somebody a, a motorcycle for christmas present yeah that'd be a pretty sick you're gonna buy me a motorcycle that would be a crazy present right is that yeah. what you're getting me? Mm, yeah, I got you two already. Don't worry about it. Sick. Don't worry about those distractions. <laughs> and uh, what genre of music best describes motorcycles? Oh. Yeah. That's something I think about all the time. Really? Especially, I didn't think about it until I read this question, but then I was like, well, I started thinking about it. I have to be DJ Cafeteria about three times a year. <laughs> and I think about this because I think about, like, what music should I play for motorcycle riders mm-hmm. or like bikers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think about that like like how does that best describe like when i think about a guy like riding a motorcycle you know i mean honestly the very first thing that pops in my mind is steppenwolf mm-hmm. um yeah i think he talks about riding a motorcycle that song or something or <laughs> i think it's a flying born to be wild <laughs> as a flying carpet ride yeah. but yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I really do think about it because I'm like, but it's kind of country. Yeah. See, no, I think that the music can define the motorcycle. That's really where I come I think from. Different, I think it's a different, yes, that's what I was thinking of. Like, depends on what it is. It depends on, because I feel like there's a certain, you're going to get a certain vibe from a certain genre of music and then you're going to put a motorcycle in combination with that. It's going to change what that motorcycle looks like to you. Yeah, I think like Baggers and Kid Rock, that goes, that's all yeah. right together. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, but I feel like you could take but, like a chopped up shovel head and you can put it with some like hard rock. But not, not good Kid Rock. New Is country there? Kid Rock. I didn't know there was, I didn't think there was a good Muslim Kid Rock. Ba ba. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> but you could take like an old chopped up shovel head and you could put it to um, like, black rebel motorcycle club what is that or what is that yeah that's a good one yeah yeah so put it with that but then you could also take that same bike and put it with like cody jinx is that his name mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Cody jinx. yeah and it could do the same you know it would be a different motorcycle and here's what i think about a lot is like but it's the same motorcycle like mm-hmm. is like our our choppers punk rock and it kind of is to me but then when i think about it i'm like no but not really, because like you know they're, they're I don't know right. It's like Harley is just it's been a giant corporation since I've been born. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Harley has. But I think the idea of taking it and doing what you want with it is does that make sense? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, hell, I guess Gibson has been a major corporation for ever, and you know, Les Paul is a super punk rock guitar. Yeah. Really. And I mean, I don't know, I, because I was, uh, yeah, it just depends on the bike. I think I think Outlaw Country is a good one mm-hmm. for like an overarching motorcycle mm-hmm. idea, at least that whole like cowboy thing. Yeah, like you know, here's the deal though: stuff. If you come to an fucking event, Motorhead. It's just all all Motorhead. What am I talking about? I don't even know why we're having this conversation. Motorhead. That's it. That's it. That's the only genre of music. But if you come to an event where I'm DJing, it will probably be 80s new wave or 90s hip hop. Yeah, cuz or 90s hip hop. <laughs> yeah, and like that's the reality of it. I pretty much listen to 80s music and and rap music 
Which brings me to the next question or another question that something about a playlist. Oh, best playlist for the shop. Like it depends on the day. Depends on the day. But like for the past three days, I've been listening to nothing but like Benny the Butcher. And I don't even know what that is. And West Side Gun and That's newer Conway the Machine. Conway Twitty? Conway the Machine. But then today I was listening, or yesterday I was mm-hmm. I listened to like all country, like all newer outlaw country. It's also different because we've got three different rooms now, mm-hmm. where three different sets of so music you definitely are get happening. Different vibes going on. Yeah. And when I'm there, I just take over, and it's uh, well, yeah. The replacements on Pandora <laughs> on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> the same replacements album over and over and over. I haven't again. found the vibe yet for the for the retail section. Still working on that. I, I think, think of- that's a day to day struggle i don't know the answer to all of these questions is there's no one answer yeah it's really whatever you whatever you're into that's why it's i mean so fucking cool whichever way the wind blows man <laughs> whatever you want to do man it's american as american is america right it's america is no rules just right that's right <laughs> 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 do you think they're owned by the same company who outback steakhouse and America? I thought you meant America and Harley <laughs> Davidson. I was like, yes, of yeah, course. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, any Craft. advantages for putting a four-speed kicker trans on an Evo Big Twin? It looks cooler. Looks cooler. You get a kickstart, and uh, you get about three, four inches on your penis. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you got to do for the ignition, then? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Doesn't affect the ignition, right? Mm-hmm. Nope. You could also get rid of your electric start. That gives you another inch on your penis. <laughs> Well, that's up to like five. And I know. Yeah, I get it. I get the stare. And oh, that's just because you're still here. I'll look away. Sorry, I didn't know you're self conscious about your penis. And then uh, not, you can also put on about a, my electric start. You can put an open belt drive on there as well. The one and a half inch belt, which actually adds two inches, which is weird. One and a half equals two. Strange how that works. Wait, what? One and a half inch. What belt. happens for ladies? Huh? For ladies. Uh-huh. You gain a couple inches too because all the dudes want to hang out. He's like, oh, she's got a Kickstarter. That's so hot. These dudes are fucking idiots. What are the details on the rectum run coming out, Trevor? <gasps> it's the weekend of June 17th. Boom. And uh, that's the only detail I have so far. All right. Great still, details. But let me tell you what, though. Tell me what. I am, it's in the works to, to find a camping spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to have non-state park camping. Okay. Because F demand. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm assuming we're going to all meet up at Engine and Frame. True. Sounds great. And then we'll Leave go from, from there. there. Mm-hmm. That's going to be great because uh, we were just talking earlier today about how we need to go on more rides this upcoming year. Now that we both have working motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can get your shit together by then, too. It's for Yeah, it's basically already together. So oh, good. Don't worry about it. Not worried. It's pretty much done, guys. <laughs> That's how we're going to refer to it from now on. Pretty much done. Pretty much done. Pretty much. Kind of, sort of done. Pretty much. It's basically done. All right. Uh, <clears throat> we did have an e- email question. Hold on. I'm not fucking done yet. Oh. You got that many Instagram questions? Yeah. I like this one. This is clever. It'll get everybody's wheels turning. If you got any good ones, you can email it in. What's a good Christmas gift for a motorcycle people under a hundred dollars? Under a hundred? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Gloves. Mm. Gloves. A good set of gloves. Yeah, that's can you hard get to a good find. set of gloves? For you, yeah. What did those look like? I know. I've never spent very much on gloves before. I feel like if they're good, they're probably more than a hundred dollars. But I could be wrong. I get those Lyman's gloves from Lowe's. Lima gloves? Lineman's gloves? Mm-hmm. I like the idea of Lima gloves. <laughs> They're real squishy. <laughs> they come in a can. <laughs> gross. <laughs> They're all wet. <laughs> Ew, gross. Uh, packaged in water. Only 1% sodium. God. It's, it sounds like you have a can of lima beans in front of you right now. Be good. <laughs> I just have a photographic memory. Uh, I think any kind of warm weather gear. Warm weather gear or cold I mean, weather gear? It's Christmas. Get you warm in the cold weather gear. Uh, Keep you warm in the cold weather gear? Can you get that from under? Oh. Yeah. Chaps? Can you get chaps from under? A dope-ass hoodie. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm talking like under armor, warmer gear for yeah, the cold weather. Tracking. Pair of long johns. Mm-hmm. Couple pairs of socks. Yep. Mm. Thermal thermals. Socks that you can wear like two pairs at a time. Yes. I'm not down with that. Maybe a DVD. <laughs> what? Like Easy Rider or something? No, I know what you're saying. I'm just. <laughs> I was not thinking that maybe, direction. Maybe a lowbrow DVD, like How to Fix Your Iron Head. Oh. They have one of those, I think. I mean, they maybe gift certificate to if you're. For $99. If your people are into the engine and frame. The engine and frame. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to say that, but sure, that's what I did. $99 <laughs> gift certificate. We sell them for $99. What a bargain. Mm. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, what do you think optimum drive sprocket combo for four speed shovels is? I feel like we've talked about the sprocket thing a million times. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a really good answer. I don't know what optimum is. I know. I yeah, have, for what kind of riding? I, I know. I have a twenty-four. I, mm-hmm. Just go bigger on your on your trans. You'll be fine. Stock is twenty-two. I think. You go bigger on the trans. Yeah, I have twenty-four on mine. Mm-hmm. Twenty-four, twenty-four. I don't fucking remember now. It's been, mm-hmm. it's been a minute. So what's the benefit? Oh, you go faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Change the gear ratio. <laughs> Gear ratio stuff. It's like think about riding a uh a, a, a ten speed and how you shift gears and what happened as as you shifted said gears. Yeah, we do talk about that a lot in yeah. a couple of other episodes earlier. I feel like there's podcast. one where we really break down gear ratios. Yeah, um, I'm pretty so. sure that it's called gear ratios too. The, the, the name of the, the episode. name of that episode. So that's there for sure. Wait, going bigger makes you go faster. In the more, front, yeah, in the front. I mean, either way, they. Oh, will. in the front. Either mm-hmm. way, yeah. going going smaller is going to give you more off the line. Mm-hmm. Like either way, you know. Yeah. Like, remember when you had your ten speed and you, you shifted to a, a smaller gear and it was you could pedal hella fast, but you didn't really get a lot of top top end out of it on the front. Yeah, either way. No, not either way. The smaller the gear is in the back. The faster you go, but the harder it is to pedal. Okay. But the bigger in the front. Big in the front was hard, harder to pedal. Too. Yes. Yeah. But you have more top. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, you could start a little tiny and then slowly shift it up until you get to the bigger one. You didn't have to work as hard. <laughs> or if yeah. you were trying to pedal uphill, you went to a smaller gear to make it easier to pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have the question on the website that is uh, from a Pete Schneider. He was asking about, um, he had just sealed his brand new fuel tank, and then he got a new steel oil tank. So he's wondering about sealing that too. Pros, cons, thoughts. Wouldn't hurt. Sure. Don't have to. Why he said that? he built it. He got it. He got it? Did he build the oil tank? No, I don't think so. Oh, maybe he did. Yeah, built a new steel oil tank and had a dude tell me I should seal that too. Yeah, I mean, it's not a terrible idea to seal it. Sure. For sure. Maybe your your building has some holes in it. Yeah, um, yeah it wouldn't hurt. I would use Caswell. Mm-hmm. Instead of red coat? Instead of anything. Anything else. Because it's not going to flake off. Right. And that'd be fucking awful if it flaked off and then you got it in your engine. Mm-hmm. so yeah i would look at caswell it's a two-part epoxy yeah and just make sure you follow the instructions that's what we use to seal gas tanks i don't see why you couldn't use it on an oil tank mm-hmm. and it'll seal pinholes right so especially if you're getting the oil tank painted powder coated or chromed or whatever mm-hmm. you don't want oil coming out behind that if there is a pinhole in it Mm-hmm. I heard a story the other day about a guy who had a tank and done some work to it, got it painted, filled it with gas, didn't realize it was leaking until a couple of weeks later because the pinhole was so fucking small. And mm-hmm. once it started pushing that paint out, well, then you know. Yeah. 
and you could, and he pressure tested it. He did all the shit right, but still he just happened to miss this very, I mean, fucking very small hole, but it was enough to ruin a fucking paint job. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge bummer. Yeah. Big time. So yeah, I would definitely suggest sealing the shit. That's your pro. Con. Can't really think of one as long as you do it right and it doesn't end up in your engine. Mm-hmm. Con well, is you got to spend money and time on it. If, yeah, it's like yeah. 50 bucks for a thing your, at Caswell. If that's yeah. your idea of a, a downside. Yeah. I mean, if he's running a filter, be fine. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. All right. What other questions? Because yeah, filters usually filter after the engine. So if the problem's in the oil tank, it's going to pull it straight from the oil tank. It's going to go into the engine before it hits the filter. Oh. Because the filter's after. So just do it right. Which makes sense because in, in, in like engineer designer logic, it's like, well, the oil in the tank is good. Yeah. Right. So if it's going to get any fucking trash in it it's going to come from the engine yeah so then we'll filter the oil after it leaves the engine and goes back to the tank so the oil in the tank is good Mm -hmm. so basically you don't want to run the risk of fucking that the oil in the tank up before it gets to the engine which essentially would is what would happen okay uh this guy wants to know can you explain or give your version on how to perform a fallaway test do you do something different than in the manual? It baffles me how a new Harley can cost the upwards of $40,000 and the procedure for checking the head bearings are to jack it up and flop the bars back and forth. <laughs> Seems to measure resistance with a gauge would be more accurate. It might be more accurate, but that's not the way you fucking do it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, it does seem silly. I agree, but... That's how the manual says to do it. So that's the way I do it. And I do it exactly the way the manual says to do it. You jack up the front wheel, you remove anything that's going to prevent the, uh, or, you know, make it give you a false reading. Like I usually disconnect clutch cable. If there's a windshield, I take windshield off. I believe on the baggers, you got to pull out or fairing. Um, basically anything that's going to bind it up, put a piece of tape on the fucking front fender, get some type of pointer, I believe the last time I did it, I used a a fucking hand truck with a, a wire coat hanger safety tied to it. And it, you want it to just hover above your your piece of tape. You have the fender. I didn't. I start tapping. And uh, I just tap the fender. And I tap it real lightly until it starts to go on its own and make my first mark. Do the same thing in the other direction. Measure between the two. Should be one to two inches. Yeah, I mean, loosen and tighten the neck, the neck bearings accordingly from there, and recheck your adjustment. It's interesting that he he makes the um, assumption that the expensiveness of the motorcycle should somehow indicate the requirements of like testing it to be more, I don't know, scientific in some way. Yeah, but I don't think that they relate. Yeah, you're still, you know, you're still dealing with the same construction the same everything that the bike was based on the way that it was built even when it was cheaper you know what i mean yeah because it's just neck bearings right you know what I yeah mean? the neck bearings aren't any more expensive it's everything else that's on the bike that's yeah. forty thousand dollars still just neck bearings yeah so yeah i don't know that's the way they do it i don't know how other manufacturers do it to be honest with you you think they differ very much i don't know probably but i don't know you know, fuck. Who mm-hmm. knows? I've never looked. I just know that's how Harleys do it. Harleys we should just do. develop a tool, a yeah, gauge, sure. Sell it for a lot of money. Yeah, because that'll. But make it's people... basically a coat hanger. Yeah. Safety tied to a. <laughs> because they're going, they're going on the the the, like the way like on the so the baggers have self centering front end. So with those, you pull the pull the you basically put the wheel at left or right lock let it go and count the number of swings it takes for it to fucking come back to center. And I want to say it's like, I want to say it's two or three swings. I don't remember. It's been a minute since I've adjusted bearings on a bagger, maybe three to four. Mm -hmm. I don't remember, but that's how you do it on that. So that is essentially a springs up in there. No, it's just the way it's designed. The, uh, the forks are behind the neck. So it makes them, 
Oh, yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? It's like the way the weight's distributed. Yeah. So essentially, actually, it seems to measure resistance with a gauge would be more accurate. It would be, but I don't really know what kind of gauge you would use. And it's and essentially all you're doing is measuring the resistance, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, well, if the bearings are too tight, you won't be able to make this happen. And if they're too loose, it'll do this, but it'll do it too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you are doing, you are making a measurement. Yeah. But how would, what would you be measuring if you were using some sort of gauge? Like from what point to what point? Well, it'd be like need... using a fish scale or something, I think is what he's saying. Gotcha. Which on the early iron heads is how you measure the swing arm bearings. Mm-hmm. But it was like two pounds of pressure or something retarded like that. And what, and yeah, a fish scale, like, okay, maybe back in the 1960s, people had those fuckers just lying around. Right. But God damn it, I don't know anyone that has one now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, they're weighing no damn fish. You don't fucking <laughs> measure your goddamn swing arm bearings. You ever weighed a fish? fish? Scale? No. <laughs> I've weighed a fish before. That's because you're from Alabama. That's what you y'all do. You better believe it. Yeah, because <laughs> you guys need bragging rights. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got nothing else going on for you. God damn it. <laughs> About that 24 ounce big mouth bass, son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scale didn't even go that high. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's essentially what you are doing. It's just the way the engineers designed it. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to know what how long they've been doing it now. I uh, when did Harley Davidson start making motorcycles? Well, I don't know how long <laughs> Followaways been happening. Because mm. like, now that I think about it, I haven't looked at like, what they say in a shovelhead manual, like how to check the neck bearings. I mean, I know Fallaway was, it's been a thing for a minute, probably. Well, Fallaway Boy started in like the early 90s. <laughs> what is that? Is that your dream? They still play. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Good for them. Still using that coat hanger? Yep. So, uh, this guy is planning on building a shovelhead chopper, which first I commend you. And I would like your input. Well, you started with the only engine that matters, so that's good. <laughs> what model do you recommend starting out with? Plan on buying something fairly stock and building a swing arm. Swing arm chopper. Thanks. Love the podcast. Hey, man. Thank you. I already said that to him, though. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, you're reading He's asking what model to buy? Yeah. If he wants to build a swing Is swing money arm, an option? Swing arm chopper, yeah. Uh, he doesn't say. I mean, I was. I would say, uh, an does, F, either an FX model or an earlier FL because you're gonna yeah. have better luck with that frame, making it look cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, now, oh, which brings us to another thing. Actually, now mm-hmm. is he trying to go cone shovel, which is the oh, baddest yeah. of all the shovels? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, yeah, that's that's what I would recommend. I would recommend going cone, like. 70s. 70 and later early early you know early my experience the 76 fxe is pretty <laughs> that's a pretty good one and, and i would also get a pre-79 so you don't end up with a fucking turtle top yeah there you go you get get you a ratchet yeah, top that's transmission. right to a real transmission yeah yeah and mm-hmm. then uh what else yeah. so anything 1970 70 to 78 70 to Preferably FX, F, preferably or an FL. An FX, but even the FL frames that year weren't the FL frames didn't get weird until eighty. What was weird? Eighty one. They did went to rubber mount on the. Oh FL, yeah, that is that, weird. Because they when they came out with the FLTs, which I was looking up set information, and we were talking about AMF bikes, and I found out this. Inf- inf- oh yeah. This this I thought was kind of interesting, and this is on Wikipedia of all the weird places. Hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, our conver- our history lesson about uh. AMF years, some other things. The way that Harley seems to always be tied to American history in some form or fashion. So throughout the shovelhead's run, the engine had many different changes made to it to improve power, cooling, and oil consumption. The engines only had ten fins for cooling, which caused them to run hot. Another problem was that oil would pool in the cylinder heads, causing it to leak into the valves and burn oil. I feel like they still do that. Another problem was that oil would pool in the crankcase rather than being pumped, causing the engine to overheat and seriously harm the performance. Oil leakage and consumption became such a problem with the bikes, many owners reported losing as much as a quart every 500 miles. Excessive, Uh, yeah, no duh. (laughs) Excessive overheating in the motors also caused serious problems, which frequently led to failure. A lack of oil and excessive heat, the valves were prone to sticking and destroying the top end. Numerous Harley technicians even stated that without necessary top end modifications, 
the motors would often last between 500 and 5,000 miles. With Harley-Davidson trying to fix the engine rather than research and develop, they fell far behind the competition of the cheaper and more reliable Japanese bikes taking over the market. Now, like I stated last time, by the time you get these bikes, this shit has already been taken care of. Mm -hmm. The valve guides have probably been replaced. and It's like you ain't going to have a 1972 shovel head with fucking original stock valve guides and stuff. So the AMF thing happens. So when AMF takes control, it's 1970. Okay, in 1974, the engine started to show many more problems. The United States was involved in the 1973 oil crisis where gasoline had a much lower octane and consistency and it severely hurt the engine's performance. Engine knock became a large problem causing overheating that led to blown gaskets and damaged head bolts. So I thought that was super interesting. So in combination yeah. with all the oil issues. So AMF happens. Gasoline issues. Then there's a gas and oil issue mm. and, a, and a gas, the, the, ga, the oil crisis. And the, and the legends just keep building. So AMF tried to combat this by producing more units because <laughs> that was their <laughs> thing, right? You need to produce more. Like, we don't really know what to do. Despite the engine's problems, which ended up leading to a damaged reputation along with seriously declined quality in their units. After realizing they would need some serious improvement to fix the situation, they produced updates in 78 to the engine that consisted of a larger displacement. That's when they did the 80s. Yeah. Um, and steel struts cast into the pistons to prevent them from expanding from the heat. However, the changes were not enough because of the, for the declining quality of American fuel. Valves and guides were prone to problems along with overheating detonation and oil consumption. Let me just talk about that real quick, mm-hmm. just for a second. No, we can talk because that's all I got. Like, when my dad was out, you know, boss hogging around at the age of 19 and 20, like, gas was better. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, stuff just worked better. <laughs> that pisses me off, man. Then, then now. Then now. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that whole, that started, obviously, in the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. According to that. Like we had an oil, we had an oil thing happening. Mm-hmm. So like gas changes, Harley doesn't really adapt to said changes. Right. Makes the, makes the shit run different. Doesn't run as well. Yeah. Right. So they're up against that as well. Plus, I remember my, my dad telling me that when they moved to unleaded, that you could just buy liquid lead. Yeah. And, and, add, and it. add it to your engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could or your, to your fuel tank. Mm-hmm. Well, because you, that was, that was the, thing with the lead was that it helped lead was a great lubricant it helped the valves and the guides so a lot of motors they were designed to run with it yeah and then it was like no more lead and it's like okay well and that changed the way that people had to design the motors materials that had to be used and all that so i thought that was pretty interesting so it kind of seems like it was almost a perfect storm to to amf getting a bad reputation this combination of them overproducing shitty gas you know what yeah. i mean and like that it just kind of all happened at the same time but i think the moral of the story though is those motorcycles are fine yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. people are like don't buy an amf harley yeah. it's like no nah, man buy an amf harley sure but it kind of helps explain where it all came from <laughs> right you know Plus the shovel has the best engine ever yeah Duh. Yeah, it's still my favorite. And there's little little, little tricks you can do to this day. <laughs> uh, Corey, you put that uh, crazy oil diverter on old, your bike. Oil? That's what I said. <laughs> oh, the oil lines? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's a n- nice Seems modern technology. I mean, really, the they make an Evo, that Evo setup where you can convert to hydraulic lifters it mm-hmm. basically converts the oiling system to like an evo style oiling system oh yeah it's a little pricey mm-hmm. but that's supposed to be even better the fucking shit mm-hmm. yeah robbie okay. robbie's putting one in his of course he is um he knows what's good i'm really excited to see tough guy choppers see what happens to his tough his guy motor. smart guy choppers <laughs> yeah apparently it's super cool plus you can run evo and evo cam with it oh I don't really know. How does that work? The thing is, you have to change the 
Because, well, the bottom ends are essentially the same. Right. But I think it has to do with lift and stuff. Okay. So when you change that, you have to, I think you have to change the rocker arms as well. And that might be what allows you to run that cam. Hmm. I think. You have to read that. That's wild. Because that'd be my guess. Because really the only other thing it changes is the way it's oiled. So you go to hydraulic lifters and they get, you know, the Evos get oiled to the top end through the push rods. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you should just put shovel heads on top of the Evo. Well, you're kind of just changing the internals. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it switches the oiling system to that where it goes hydraulic lifters through the push rods up into the rocker arms. So you get rid of the external oil lines altogether. But they're pretty. Oh. Yeah. But they're pretty. But it's a more efficient system. But I think that changing of the rocker arms allows you to run that. That makes sense. Yeah. Because of the higher lift. I got you. Because it's a different kind of lift or something like that. So those are things you could do, Trip, before you get your bike put back together. Mm-hmm. I'm rewiring it and I'm getting it on the road. Dog, <laughs> it's fucking. You got like six months. It's gonna be cold as shit. Mm-mm. You're halfway there. <laughs> Plus, I don't get cold. Right. What? Yo, I don't get sick. I think I'm getting sick now. Yeah. I feel like I'm not getting sick right now. That's good. What's well, my turn? Oh, also, um. So some friends of ours, they have a uh, they have a chopper blog. They're bringing back the chopper blog. It's called In the Weeds, In the Weeds, Choppers, In the Weeds, In the Weeds, Choppers, something like that. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> but they did an interview with. Them. They wrote a friend. Austin came and hung out and interviewed me, which basically meant we kind of just shot the shit. He asked me some personal questions. He recorded it and then he wrote it all down. So if you want to know way more about my life, then you ever really wanted to know yeah you can read that it's fun it's fun yeah. i haven't read it yeah. spend four hours together in a chevy colorado i told mm-hmm. him i wasn't gonna read it and then i read it you read your own biography yeah well i want to make sure i didn't fuck anything up <laughs> <laughs> fact check your own interview yeah i did fact check it and it's pretty he's, he's pretty spot on yeah that's cool yeah. he said he wrote i don't feel like i said. say the word dude that much though i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> Where where is it? In the weeds, choppers. They're trying to bring like, blogs back, like like in Remember the weeds. When, dot that's com or? no, it's like in the weeds choppers dot wordpress dot com. Yeah. Remember when? Remember when chopper blogs were cool? No, that was like it was like early two thousands. It was like basically before Instagram happened. Like once Instagram happened, it blew the blog. Like I wasn't really. Everyone was like, "Fuck a blog," you know what I mean? I wasn't really on the internet. <laughs> Until much later, than but a lot of a lot, a lot of, of that, people, a lot of it was blog stuff. Because all a lot of it was blogs before that, and then, uh, yeah. But so they're trying to bring the blog back. So when you Google in the weeds choppers, um, there's a video for a song called "Choppers in the Weeds." Choppers in the class. Also, Chop- weed chopper <laughs> must have trolling motor accessory. Yeah, trolling motor. That's an engine. Amazon.com has a weed chopper trolling motor. So I'm pretty sure you need to get more information for people to find this. God damn it. Never mind. (laughs) It's on Instagram. Chopping the weeds on the railroad. Yeah, fuck yeah. Chop the weeds. Pesticide product label chopper herbicide. Chop, chop is in the closet. (laughs) Help the people out. Find the proper (laughs) website. Oh, it's in the weeds.wordpress. There you go. Choppers in the weeds. That's it. Choppers in the weeds dot wordpress. Yeah. Dot com. Found it. Good job. Whatever posers. Cool. What else we got going on in the world? We've got Hogs and Dogs. Hogs and Dogs photo shoot this coming Saturday. Bring your dogs. But y'all um, won't hear that or hear this by them anyway. Oh. Thanks everyone for bringing your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great time. We also awesome. had a party. Yeah, the party was pretty chill. Yep. That's pretty fun. All right, good. Um, I did that woman's motorcycle course. We only had a couple of ladies uh, make it out, but they seemed to learn a couple some stuff. ladies making out. <laughs> that's why. That's why boys can't go to the girls' class. That's true. Yeah, the one thing that I did realize that it's probably better to to separate the boys from the girls. Um, is that girls definitely felt more comfortable asking questions that they may felt have felt were stupid questions. 
in front of other boys. Yeah. Because boys act like they know everything. I bet boys would do the same thing if there's no girls. That's true. (laughs) Boys act like they know everything when there's girls around. That's one of the, that's the first lesson. I mean, in the woman's motorcycle. Actually, you know everything, so it's like no big deal. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we're kind of like used to it or whatever, yeah. you know, to the point where it's like we don't even like to ask questions because then <laughs> we'd have to make room for the new answers. <laughs> Are you happy with that one? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's got only got like but so much room for knowledge. So if I ask him what the fuck is actually going on, then I got to get rid of old knowledge. Yeah. Like whatever. I feel like I already know enough. Yeah, I don't need to know any more stuff. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Holiday hours. We're gonna be doing some stuff, right? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. It's like December third right now. I'm just trying to crush frozen burritos. I've been thinking about frozen burritos since we went to the grocery store. Today. You think about frozen burritos the way I think about a five dollar box from Hardee's. They're forty cents though. Mm. You can get. A lot of frozen burritos for forty cents. They're forty cents a piece, dog. I'm saying for five dollars. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. For, for five dollars for forty cents. Ooh, I mean, that's twelve and a half. Whoa. Burritos. Sounds gross. Um, are we done? I don't know. Are we? Yeah, done? I think so. Do we have a class? Uh, do we have a class? I don't know. I'm dead. What do we have coming up other than? That's it. Hogs and dogs, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's holidays. Yeah, there's holidays. Yeah. Christmas time. Yeah. So. Time to be with the ones you love. All right, y'all. Uh, I guess that'll do her for this week, right? We good? Yeah. yeah. We. Do? Well, we got a song. Who? The Prabeer Trio. A song called Small Town Blues. So is there three Prabeers? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. That's sick. This Which came out in 2018. Crazy. 2018. Which is almost over, y'all. It. Time to start thinking about them New Year resolutions. Mm-hmm. Is that where your brain went already? I mean, that's what people are going to do. God, that's all I've been thinking about. Really? <laughs> yeah. What? Like another chance to start over? Just lose weight. I want to start over. Oh. What are you trying to do? You need to lose some weight. Oh. Come on. Another chance to set Come on. an arbitrary goal. You want to yeah. go running? Well, how do you want to do it? You want to go running? Hell no, nah, but how do you want to do it? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> we should do it. I'm I've been thinking about going to the gym in the middle of the day. Yeah, do that. That's when I have my most energy. Yes, like late true. morning. It's true. If you can swing that, man, I'll. I think that that's the best time to go. I used to go then or in the, the afternoon. The problem in in getting on that that train in January is that everybody's on that train in January, and you'll be like, "Fuck the gym." There's too many goddamn people. I know. And that shit dies off about March, about middle of January, probably. <laughs> but all right. So, I bet you the gym's dead as fuck right now during the holidays. Mm-hmm. It's probably the time to be going at this bitch. Start today, Tripper. Like the Gorilla Biscuits. Come on. Okay. Thanks for listening, y'all. Check us out on all of the social things Engine and Frame, Nartalk Podcast on Instagram, Engine and Frame on Instagram, Engine and Frame Parts.com. That's on the website, Engine and Frame.com. We got an Engine and Frame on the Facebook. Nartalk. Podcast, Instagram. I said that. All right. That's what's up. Oh, tip. Oh, <laughs> All yeah. right. Night, y'all. All right, y'all.